Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. You guys are coming down to, or coming up to Illinois, you said the first, second, and third? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to be working, so um, you have to swing by after five. We might be yeah. able to, Assuming like, I still have a job. We might be able to do, like, a dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's what we were figuring. Dine-in Pizza Hut. <laughs> There's a dine-in Pizza Hut? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mount Vernon is the town the 80s went to die. It still has like a full-blown 80s-style mall. Oh, and there is a recreational dispensary in Mount Vernon. Yes. There's not a medical, but there's a recreational. Yeah. And the laws in Illinois are that if you have a medical card... I have looked them. Yeah, okay. So you know that you can you have to buy seeds from a dispensary, but dispensaries don't sell seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can get them, apparently, from certain, yeah. certain medical dispensaries. And you can also get them online because mm-hmm. they're considered novelties. Mm-hmm. Captain Redbeard. That is the website, Captain Redbeard. They have good prices. You can get like five seeds, excuse me, or four or five seeds for 40 bucks. Damn, really? Yeah. Wow. Are they they guaranteed female plants? Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know the difference between female and auto female or something like that. I am not a botanist. Female plants are what what you want. They're they're the ones that will bud. Or automated or automatic females or something. Uh. Probably, essentially, that's their way of not using the term GMO. Gotcha. That makes sense. I don't care. Literally every Nobody plant should. on the planet is genetically <laughs> yeah. modified. Just saying. Like I said, Brandon and I, we're, we're ready. As soon as we move up, we're getting the seeds. Yeah. People are only scared of GMOs because they think it happens instantly. Uh, when in reality, the corn that you eat right now, not the same corn as 50 years ago. No. Like, at all. Bananas have changed like twice. We yeah. literally don't even remember what bananas taste like. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Banana runts. Anything like banana Laffy Taffy, that is the original banana. Fl- that is what bananas used to taste like. No. I am no? I am telling you. No. No. It's ba- banana flavoring was created before the people who had created it had ever had a chance to try bananas. I don't care. All they All they did was look at pictures of bananas... And know what color they were and go, we'll try to make something that's that. I don't care. I love banana Laffy Taffy and banana oh, sure. and banana Slurpees. Sure, sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you can like that all you want. But you can only call it banana because it tastes yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Welcome, everybody, to Two Towns Over. And welcome... Oh, shit. Hey, why? How? Hi. <laughs> I had to before shit. we switched back. You, that's you, why I... you caught me well, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no, I actually... I think I he might have started coming to... Um, Illinois, Illinois. Damn. That's when I started. Because I just knew I just had to start the start it and just yeah, just go for get it. Get you guys out. Um, welcome. This is our Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah. I hope I did a good job. Yeah, and whereas <laughs> I have covered werewolves, Josh has covered vampires. Ruben has taken it upon himself, and this week for Halloween this year, I know I said we were going to get dark and spooky, but 
God oh. bless life has gotten. No, I'm talking like no unit no, 731. Darkens. Yeah, no, not that dark and scary, but it's still pretty dark and scary. Kind of, okay. yeah. Um, for or, origins of zombies are not as cool as zombie movies. Yes. We get to talk about George A. Romero a lot, but I am a very politically minded person, so be warned that uh, I talk about so, racism yeah. in this so one. This Halloween, we are discussing zombies. It's zombos, boys. Yeah. Uh, I am Father Donathan. I am um, the prodigal offspring. And I am the 1022nd Pokemon. And by Ooh. the time you guys hear this, I will be in Illinois. What's in that? One of the location. one of the unknowns. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Look it up. One thousand twenty-seven. One thousand twenty-second. Ah, twenty-two. So yeah, when you guys hear this, I will be in Illinois. Ruben and Josh will be working their way up to me, babe, with a burning love inside. And uh, a new chapter will be beginning. Um, as you would have heard already, we did the two uh, Tansler episodes um, just to kind of give you guys something to do while we were getting this all worked out. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to normal. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll that, see. That's going to be a remote record. so Yeah, which means someday you and I are going to have to sit down and make sure it can be done. Yeah. What? I've got the whack wiki and it's just humanoid. There, there are 1,021 Pokemon. Ah. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm going to turn it over to Ruben now, and I get to sit back and interrupt him for a while. Oh, God. Don did, in fact, sit back. I love back. these. I don't like writing, but I do love that. Oh, man. Don has released that right there. the... the... <laughs> Top-notch the, energy. Yeah. Vibes are immaculate. It's, he he pulled the lever on the chair that makes it lean all oh. the way back. Yeah, so my meager gift to Don is an episode of the <laughs> podcast he didn't have to write. Um, <laughs> You're going away gift. Yes. So Josh does Josh does Fallout Boy slash Panic at the Disco titles. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do um, fantasy novel titles. Oh, good. Uh, so this time I went with the wherein. The one where it describes what happens in that section. So the Uh first part is, wherein Ruben attempts to summarize how zombies came from slavery in Haiti. Awesome. Uh, So it was really hard to come up with a good way to start this. So I decided to use Dr. Emily Zarka's Monstrum series from PBS as a guide to kind of organize the plot. I just listened to a whole video last night about how uh, Mr. Rogers saved PBS basically Mm -hmm, mm single-handedly. Mm-hmm. And I also heavily, heavily, uh, heavily referenced, uh, read here stole, parts of <laughs> NPR's Code Switch article titled Zoinks, Tracing the History of Zombie from Haiti to the CDC. Oh, nice. With some help from Wikipedia. Um, so, which means we start with the zombie, Haitian's response to slavery. Uh, the legends evolved... The legend of zombies evolved from spiritual practices and beliefs from West Africa during the beginning of the West Atlantic slave trade as people were being stolen from their homes and separated from their families. And that was, God, around what year? 1500s. Yeah. Um, In the Haitian tradition, so France was heavily, had control of Haiti by like the 1800s. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why you have like Haitian Creole now. Right. 
so during that time, these beliefs were evolving. Right. Um, that's that's yeah. the the like amalgamation of mm-hmm. yeah their original there's, language there's and American French. Creole from like New Orleans. Yeah, and then there's Haitian Creole, which mm-hmm. is slightly different because it's more West African. God, I don't got to do shit. Josh is interrupting you enough. <laughs> uh, this is great. Um, <laughs> he said he only had four four and a half pages. I only got like four and a half pages. I think there's plenty to talk about though. Plus, the last part of the script is just an open floor invitation to talk about cool shit we like. Zombie media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, um, during that time when France was in control of Haiti and slavery was still happening, uh, the Haitian traditions brought over from parts of West Africa began to take root. And in those traditions, zombies are created by voodoo practitioners, usually called bokor in Haiti, um, to do manual labor as a mindless servant or slave uh, in the voodoo slash voodoo religion, because voodoo is depending on who you are. Vo- uh, voodoo is like Buddhism where yeah. there's no text. There's mm-hmm. not like a text. There's no holy book or anything like that. It's just a tradition passed down and passed down and passed down. And so I could be wrong. Excuse me. But I think this is the type of um, the type of zombie stuff that Jeffrey Dahmer became obsessed with, the creating a zombie from a human who was essentially a mindless slave. Yeah. Um, yes. Oddly enough, NPR did not bring up Jeffrey Dahmer. What? Can't believe it. But, um, but so like the Vodou is sometimes said to be the. Pre- predecessor of voodoo sure but also voodoo and voodoo might not be different things it might just be the term that like europeans and americans uh, use sure, co-opted kind of right yeah so there's some discrepancy there but generally uh i kind of will use them interchangeably and use like a slash sure so um but in oh also it is a religion don't yeah. at me it's not <laughs> just like a mythology or like a set of fun beliefs it's like a guiding principle for like a significant portion of the population yeah i was just it's a daily practice right cuz people like in modern media we hear voodoo voodoo practices as like a a thing you do for evil yep like, or, or that, or that is an evil thing that you're using for good now, but it's it's you call just it a religion, a voodoo, quote unquote, witch doctor. That is an American term. That yeah. is not like a voodoo term, or like there. We'll get into it, but the bokor is also one of those terms that, depending on which region and of the world you're asking about it. Practitioners of voodoo slash voodoo will say that bokor just means like a priest. Sometimes it means like evil sorcerer. So you mean to tell me that ooi ooi ah ah ting tang walla walla bing bang is not an actual voodoo? Correct. Oh, man. In fact, I haven't thought about that song in such a long time, (laughs) but that is one really good example of how... Racism is insidious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only know it because it's on my Halloween playlist. No, it's playlist. a fun song, and, and it does not carry the same connotations as it did back when it was written. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it's just like a fun nursery little nursery rhyme. Hey, fun, cool. <laughs> Say weird vowels. Teaching a kid how to speak, but like, you know. Weirdly. Yeah. 
Um, well, my mom taught us um, words like epidermis. Your mom's a nerd. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, what? <laughs> nerd. Yeah, my dad is a goddamn, like, if th- okay, when I say black nerd, you got it. You Urkel. already have it. You see him. Yeah. He, he's right there. He, he's been a fucking programmer for 30-some years. My dad's like a pocket protector ass nerd. He's never worn a pocket protector. Does he like, like say, do I do, did I do that? No. How dare you? How, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> um, if, if you ever hear me follow up one of Ruben's race rants with motherfucker. Oh, I know. That's how you know he's an ally. So have, have I, you, you, yeah, you saw I, it? Yeah, I okay. sent it to all my good friends. Yep. Okay, good. No, no, no. So well, it's, I have to explain this to the audience because it's a thing that's going to happen from here on out. R- Ruben uh, showed me this. It's, I was like, we're not going to watch the whole thing tonight. And then we watched the whole thing. It was a, a stand-up comedian. I cannot remember his name. JD something, I think. Yeah. yeah. JD Ball? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, his his uh, suggestion for uh, white people, non-marginalized communities who want to be good allies to people At, who they know who are part of marginalized communities. Is- as a slight setup, he was talking about how, like, sometimes, like, white people will, like, people who want to be allies will do or represent a marginalized community in a way that makes that marginalized community go like, whoa, don't do that. Yeah, uh-huh. But then not know what to tell them to do right instead which he was saying are both that's both valid you you can want to help that bad and that's good but also it's okay for me to be like nah maybe not like that Uh but not know how to tell you to help so instead when you've got a friend who is part of a marginalized community and they call someone out for saying some shit that's not correct about their marginalized community you stand right behind them and follow that shit up with motherfucker yep So Josh and I are Ruben's motherfuckers. Yep. And you know what? I honestly think that's a real good way to do it. <laughs> like, you know, it's got to be the right friend. But like, man, if you, if you, if any of y'all just like hear somebody who sounds kind of like me tell some white dude at a gas station like, hey, sir, I'm not trying to tell you what to do in your private time, but we're in public and that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Please don't use that word or that phrase or that whatever. And you come from out of nowhere and just go, motherfucker, I will. <laughs> if you want me to, I'll have your babies. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, I've already got an 18-year-old. I don't need another baby. I'm for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, just know that throughout the script, voodoo, voodoo, bokor, and some other terms are what the consensus is for discussing it not necessarily the the actual term for a practitioner or like a native haitian or west african voodoo practitioner right um so um in the voodoo voodoo religion zombies don't rot or crave flesh or brains um, they are basically just a mindless servant to a bokor or to the person who was who made the zombie. Yeah. Um, 
These zombies are basically meat automatons without a personality or the need to rest or the ability to think. Uh, so how does a Bokor create a zombie? I'm glad you asked. In the Voodoo, <laughs> Voodoo religion, a person has a dual spirit, sort of um, two sides of you, uh, and then along with your physical body. Um, so like, uh, you could think of it like body, mind, and spirit. So the first part of your soul slash... Greg Locke would call that double-mindedness. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, the first part of the soul or spirit is called the tibonage, or, uh, or the part of a human that can contact and interact with the spiritual, uh, like spirits and ghosts and stuff, Yeah, and governs memory, authority, and consciousness. It's the P organ. It's the P organ. The second part is called the... That joke was for 12 people. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I didn't understand what that, that's I a, what that's that a, is. That's a... I, I am uncomfortable with using the term twink, but <laughs> it's Twink Nokio. Um, yeah. that, sorry, that's just what it is. It's, I hate it. I do hate it. I love it. But it's... I mean, no. like I, It's a great aesthetic. I just hate that it's the only word that we all understand exactly what it is uh-huh. when you say it i hate that and i think that's fine yeah yeah i mean i guess i actually love that it makes you uncomfortable well and it's <laughs> fucked because i i'm like technically part of the queer community yeah like it's, yeah. <laughs> like, i say you have more of a past than i do sucks. and i'm more I comfortable it. with it than you are <laughs> oh. oh it feels so awful but it's fine it's fine it, <laughs> Um. Uh, so anyway, the second part of your spirit is called the grobonage, um, and it governs the the motor functions. It's the limbic system. Sure, it's, <laughs> it's your motivity and technique. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And the the first part is your advance and your vigor and vitality. Yeah. Um. In other words, the spiritual and physical parts of you plus your meat suit. Make a person a person. Yeah. In this belief system. Um, a Bokor can capture and contain the Tibonage, or the spirit, uh, of a recently deceased person, giving the sorcerer complete control over the now reanimated body for use as a slave puppet. Um, they can do this because in this religion, death takes a bit. Uh, like it takes oh, a while. Oh, okay. So it's like your body dies, but then the rest of you takes takes some time. Right. And the, the two parts of your soul are like prone to like wander around. So it it almost it's it's a lot like necromancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I understand that it is literally necromancy, but I'm I'm saying it's a lot like necromancy in the fantasy sense. Because yeah. like, that's how it works in D&D, right? Is you... It depends. When you're raising a corpse, it so, has to be recently deceased, right? Not necessarily. No? So there are... Oh, thank you for this. Um, <laughs> there are definitely... There are certain spells in D&D... I know 5th edition mm-hmm. the best. But 5th edition is really good about being so general that you can talk about... Basically, it's if it's a D20... Uh, D like a D and D ass system, Pathfinder, D and D, a few others. You you basically know 
the spells. Yeah. Um, and there's spells that can ha- that can let you talk to a recently deceased person, and sometimes that's a few days, sometimes that's a few years, up to depending on the level. Sometimes, um, like speak with dead, I think is a short range of time. Mm-hmm. But like reanimate dead can be it can be like a skeleton indeterminate. It's just you raise okay. a skeleton and give it motor function basically. Um, there's also like others that create a zombie from like a thing that died last turn, shit like that. Right. Um, but yeah, there's different times and things. But the f- the it's all very technical speak in the spell, so you can flavor it however you like. You know, if you want it to be that, if the spell, especially if it has a time limit, you can be like, I want to be, I want to have it be that it's because the spirit is still here. And if I can find it in time, I can use this spell. But if I can't find it, then I don't get to use the spell. Right. And that's kind of like what the, the voodoo practice of raising a, right. a zombie right. is. Um, so, yeah. So when you die the two parts of your soul are prone to like wander around, like Mm -hmm. hang about Um, uh, for some time after you die, uh, days or weeks, depending. Um, Giving the Bokor the opportunity to capture your spirit and thus turn you into a zombie. Um, They do this in a lot of different ways, but the most common one that I heard is that I was presented was that they will trap or catch the Tibonage in a bottle. Okay. And thus gain control over the body through that. Um kind of like having a talisman. Yeah. Of, you know, the spirit yeah, of a yeah, person. Yeah. Thus giving you the ability to command their body. Um and then their body is just up and moving around doing stuff for you. Right. Um, which that that is a zombie. It's amazing that we get from this to it's a plague. Yeah, it's actually wild. It's kind of crazy. Um, it, it is worth noting here that some bokor that to some bokor is a derogatory term used to describe all practitioners of uh, voodoo or voodoo, and I'm using it in the script because in Haiti. Bokor is like the evil voodoo sorcerer who is opposed by the uh, Hongan or Ongan or, uh, and Mambo or Manbo uh, or the priest and priestess, which is just the spiritual leader who is the good one. Um, and also it's easier to talk about stuff when we define terms. Oh, yeah. So for this episode, we'll be calling the cool ones priests and the zombie making ones Bokor. Yeah. Because I, you know, I would argue that raising the dead is an evil thing to do. Is it, though? Yeah. I, I think, think so. <laughs> I mean, uh, not necessarily, though, I guess. Okay. Is Carl Tanzler evil? He didn't raise the dead. Yes. but And however, raising the dead is worse. I have a question. <laughs> Are people who donate their bodies to science evil? No. Explain your reasoning here. If I, and this because we've thought about this for the fantasy, like, D&D stuff. 
if you have I'm so glad you said D&D stuff because if you just stuck with the nope. we've been discussing this with the fantasy <laughs> not that I want to know not that high fantasy not that kind of fantasy um if there are necromancers and necromancers, like, you know, you have to make axioms. So assume necromancers. They raise dead, they use skeletons, they make zombies, this and that, and the other thing. Now, assume that that is not illegal because the spells are not tagged as evil in the manuals. So if it is not evil to raise dead, but it is evil to steal a body and raise it. What's the in-between? And The in-between is consent. Exactly. <laughs> so we proposed that just like a person who's, who decides, I want to donate my body to science after I die, um, so that they can display it in the museum or use it as like a surgery like practice cadaver, or whatever, yeah. I consent to that. Sure. Why could I not consent? Like maybe maybe I'm like a farmer and I, and I worship like uh, the uh, Paylor. I think is the farming god, and maybe Paylor doesn't give a shit about whether what my body does after I die. My sole goal is to hang out with Paylor in the great fields beyond or whatever. Maybe as a spiritual thing, I go to my town's local necromancer and I say, "Hey, you sign a release <laughs> after I die. I would like to donate my body specifically for the use of, you know, maintaining." farm or farm equipment or whatever you know i want to still be doing what i have dedicated my life to that's fucking rad concept for a town i'm sure that's been done gotta be right yeah but that's kind of where i'm at it's like you know necromancy is not necessarily evil if you have said when i die you can use my body for these things and Uh there's a some sort of authority to to force them to do that you know what i mean fuck man i'm gonna i have to write this down Uh uh-huh so um. Yeah, that's how I guess it it cannot be evil. Um. So as you may have expected, the earliest references to zombies in the U.S. were closely associated with slavery, and connected to the uh, and connected the word to African traditions. Um, the word zombie, which for years was spelled without the e at the end first appeared in print in an American newspaper in a reprinted short story called The Unknown Painter in 1838. Um, In the story, a young African slave owned by a Spanish painter named, uh, I guess, Bartolome or Bartolome Esteban Murillo. Okay. Um, he's the guy who painted Adoration of the Magi, if you know what that is. I do not. Okay, hold on. I am not an art guy. I'm looking it up so I can show you. Because it's it's a, it's like a medieval, or not medieval, maybe medieval? I don't know what fucking years medieval was, but like Renaissance-ass painting. Um, if it wasn't done by a Ninja Turtle, I'm not doing anything <laughs> Although I've never actually seen any artwork from Donatello. So this is it. Oh, we probably have. We just don't know it. It's, it's, the scene is of uh, Mary with baby Jesus when the Magi 
come to give him the three wise men. Right. Yeah. Yeah, to give him the gold, the frankincense, and also the myrrh. Murder. Um, what is interesting here is that there are black people in the painting, basically. Um, like, one of the wise men is what at the time would probably have been called a Moorish person, which right. is just a black guy. Uh, he honestly kind of looks like... Oh, fuck. Um... Damn it. What the hell? The fucking guy from... What the hell is happening? My brain. <laughs> um, Mel Brooks... Gregory Hines? N- maybe. In History of the World Part 1? Yeah. Yeah, Gregory Hines. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like Gregory Hines. Um. Anyway, in the story, a young African slave owned by uh, Murillo claims that a zombie appears in the art studio at night to work on the paintings of Murillo's apprentices, a la the Shoe Elves. Nice. However, no one believes the young slave's assertions and dismisses the existence of the zombie as an African myth. Yes, you've seen a Donatello art piece. Yeah. No. You've definitely seen a picture of this at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. It's the the equestrian. You've seen a, a recreation of it. It's just a dude on it with a spear on a horse. Yeah. Or a lance, maybe. I'm a statue racist. They all look the same to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <coughs> he did... He did another statue of David as well, actually. <coughs> that was legitimately the funniest thing that's ever happened on our podcast. Ever to me. Nah. <coughs> yeah. A brown man. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but that was my favorite type of humor. Just that quick, witty, dry. Like, like I'm a statue racist. They all look the same to me. Wow. Just immediately. <laughs> good. Good shit. I'm going to be thinking about that one about as often as I think of a painting of a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was like a genius moment. It's I, I want to clarify. Ruben and I talk about a painting of a little boy. Often. Like every week. Yes. It's a once or twice a week. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's, cra- it's so good. I love it. Like we saw uh, – we so uh, spoiler alert. You get a painting of the boy who was – Pinocchio, Geppetto's son. Geppetto's son. Yeah. Um, during the playthrough uh, in Lies of P. And I, I, it happens at the same time as you find uh, find out about a, a gang called the Black Rabbit Gang. A, uh, the Black Rabbit Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... And you find out that it, that it was done by Dorian Gray. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Bro, Dorian Gray put my spirit in a painting, and I was like, also, you're in this game twice, because, I don't know, is it okay to say your thing, your gamer tag? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Bounce. Yeah, Yeah. Josh is Mr. Bounce, and he, it's like, you know, it's like a rabbit in a top hat, Yeah, which literally one of the Black Rabbit Brotherhood looks like his fucking profile. exactly like my gamer picture, yeah. And it's amazing. Um... And then I found out about this fucking painting of a little boy. Immediately after, you walk into a room and there's a painting of a little boy. And I'm like, it's me again. (laughs) It was so fucking good. I was like, ah, we spent like 20 minutes on it. Anyway, (laughs) 
Um, so they, they, uh, you know, no one believes him. They dismiss the existence of the zombie as an African myth. Um, and by the mid 1800s, a zombie had for many come to be associated with a creature of African origin that willingly performed services for whites. Ah, by the mid 1800s at the height of the slave trade. Ah. I don't know how much of that silence you're going to keep, but like a good portion <laughs> would be great. Thank you. Um, by 1872, the linguistic scholar Maximilian Scheldiver, or Ver, uh, would define a zombie as a phantom or a ghost not infrequently heard in the southern states in nurseries and among the servants. Um, not unlike the Boogeyman or Monsters Under Your Bed or Mothman, a tale to scare kids into behaving or, mm. in the case of that last one, make grown men really horny for some reason. Who knows why? It must be the scales. Anyway. The People mate- always, always, always want to fuck paranormal shit. Yeah. It's actually crazy. We have learned this time and time again. It's actually Vampires got made so sexy. They started as like a a succubus. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Like an offshoot of that. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck, I know more about Mothman's ass than I know about my own ass now. There are at least two pictures of Don touching statues' asses. (laughs) I don't spend hours every day looking at my own ass. No, but yet I just the other day in Discord, we got a picture of Mothman twerking. Yeah. Our Discord's open now, yes. by the way. Go check <laughs> it out. If you want to see pictures of Mothman twerking, they're in go, there. Go do that. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, animate your own. Feel free to Please yeah, animate your own gif of Mothman. Honestly, please do that. Throwing it back. <laughs> I need... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. If, if, I was not expecting that. If by the time uh, this episode comes out, I do not see a gif of Mothman throwing that shit in a circle. <laughs> making that ass clap, do you understand? <laughs> Wait, how would they know if this episode hasn't come out? Oh, my God. Bye. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I need... I need reaction images that I can use just immediately. Please, I need them. Um, Damn. Wow. So, the mainstreaming of the word zombie would begin for Americans in 1929. Okay, with? Damn near modern. When the travel writer read here, uh, Magellan copier. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, a guy with a travel blog got it. Uh-huh. W- wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys know how much you respect people with travel blogs? That was Magellan. <laughs> and Christopher Columbus and all of them. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. So this guy, this travel blogger, William Seabrook, <laughs> released his book on Haiti and voodoo. Spelled V O O D O O for the also for the like the first time basically. Okay, he's the one that popularized that spelling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely due to 
Probably the way he heard it with their accents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that. Like, just not being able to hear it correctly yeah, at the, the time. The way you which ad- is real, by the way. Yeah. If oh, you yeah, have yeah, not yeah. heard an accent before, it is way more unintelligible to you than, like, spends a, th- a few weeks just listening to people talk, and you'll start to pick up on different... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's the same with really thick English accents. Yeah. Like, uh, try to watch the first. If you don't I often, fucking knew you were gonna bring up Peaky Blinders. If you don't often <laughs> watch uh, English stuff, try to watch the first season of Taskmaster. Uh huh. You just changed it because I said Peaky Blinders. Yes, nah. I did. <laughs> yes, nah, he's I right, did. Though he's right, though that, that... Taskmaster's the same way, though. Yeah, yeah, there's it's anything with English accents. I was gonna say Peaky Blinders because it's my favorite English show. <laughs> yeah, it's not even an English show. It's got the what is it, Killian? He's Irish, yeah, but he doesn't talk in an Irish accent, does he? No, he uses an English accent in the show. No, but I mean in real life, is he speaking with yeah. an Irish accent? Uh, mm. I believe he's originally from Ireland, so that means. Diddly. Well, but he is. Well, I, but I don't. I've never heard an interview with him. Is um, Scottish because oh god, if you think yeah. Regular Scottish is hard to understand. L- listen, Glasgow in Scotland has they speak English. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I I swear to God, they even in Scotland they call it Glaswegian. Because uh-huh. they don't understand it half the yeah. time. Yeah, there's there's an area in Ireland that's the same way. Yeah, yeah. There's there you know there's a place. That, some people say the South is like that in America, uh-huh. where you come here and you don't or like Appalachia, you don't know what the fuck they're saying for a while until you get into it. You know. I used to follow someone on TikTok. Um, I forget her name now, but Miss Punny Bunny or something like that. She did a Scots word of the day. And like uh, she pops up in my reels sometimes. Doesn't she look like Cat a lot? A lot. Yeah. It's like Cat, not your cat. cat had no, a sister. Yeah. You said Scottish and I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I fucking Scots love the day. Scottish accents. Mm-hmm. Oh my S- god. Josh is like a fiend for that shit. <laughs> fucking love it. So he if there's care, any it's so if good. there's any Scottish, British, or Irish women in Mount Vernon. <laughs> just people. He just wants to be friends. Like, yeah, it's no, so it's, great. It's not even. I mean, I mean, it yeah. is sexy. It is sexy, but like, but <laughs> it's also just like anything that can happen to have more Scottish accents in my regular life. Bring it to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. Anyway, um. So anyway, <laughs> um, in in his book titled "The Magic Island." He writes about seeing voodoo cults in Haiti and the concept, uh, and he introduces the concept of the zombie to many of his readers. Um, Several film scholars believe that the book was the basis of the classic 1932 horror film, White Zombie. The description for which is as follows on IMDb. Oh, good. A young man turns to a witch doctor... To lure the woman he loves away from her fiance, but instead turns her into a zombie slave. You know, it's funny because I find uh, all the time in Facebook comment sections now, love doctors. They're all over the place. Yeah, witch doctor also, (laughs) interestingly enough, this is the first time the term witch doctor popped up in my quote-unquote research. And which I guess just means I didn't go 
to the right places to get that because I don't know when it happened, but it had to be between fucking nine, like eighteen seventy and uh, nineteen what thirty two. 1932. So, like, it had to catch on enough to be associated with voodoo. And I just, what I don't understand is why which doctor? That's two very different things in that time, you know. I I think because back in the day. That's such a. It's just. I think weird. it's the relation to things that they do to your body. Yeah, herb. Ah. It, a lot of their stuff was like herbs and yeah. and and medicinal herbs. Like gotcha. you got the Appalachian women, the mm-hmm. they were witches or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's because doctor was becoming more what we think of as the modern idea of a doctor. So at that point. Mm-hmm calling somebody a witch doctor was somebody who does it in a way that is unconventional. Gotcha. So it's like not quite a quack, but it's a little yeah. sp- spirity. Right. And I think that that's why like you still see a lot of the the people who are into the holistic stuff will call themselves witchy or whatever. Yeah. Just cuz it's holistic medicine instead of, you know, actually medically created medicine. I don't like holistic medicine. Gotcha. Um can't believe you called out my wife like that. Okay. Some of No, it... because the stuff that your wife does is generally backed by science. <laughs> but like that's the thing though. Holistic just means it's not a pill to a lot of people. Exactly. And that's not the same thing. Like a home remedy can work. Yeah. And it can be like holistic okay, so in that way I'll, of tradition. Let, let like, me let me walk that back. I don't like the buzzword of holistic medicine. Yes, I don't like the most the doctors agree that a combination of holistic and non holistic medicine yes. is the best way to live healthily. Right. Like they just suggest that you look up what is actually backed by research. Right. But it's like when when people. Like, would come into CVS and be like, I'm looking for this holistic remedy because it's so much better than just, like, ibuprofen. Yeah, most doctors are going to tell you they're not necessarily better. Just some work for you and others don't. Exactly. It's... I I hate the trend mm-hmm. of holistic medicine is, is what it is. Yeah. I, I hate that it's trendy yeah. to try and use holistic medicine over something that is proven to work. Yeah. <clears throat> We've talked about why quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Over the course of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, White Zombie is widely referenced at, and referred to as the first zombie film. Um, but as Dr. Emily Zarka states, the second part in the second part of the Monstrum series, you simply can't talk about zombies without talking about George A. Romero, which brings us into part two. Um. Oh. No, that I get to that. Uh, in wherein we look at how George A. Romero basically invented modern zombie movie protocol. Rad. So in 1968, should I should I dislike him? Has he done some fuck shit? No, no? you'll find out. Oh. Oh, 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 I'll put my phone back down. I won't be consulting the rectangle about this. I think the reviews will be positive. Oh, cool. In 1968. 
Night of the Living Dead was released, and we can see the first recognizable depiction of a modern American zombie. The zombies in Night of the Living Dead are slow-moving, flesh-eating, dead-men-walking ghouls. Uh, And they eventually sparked a revolution in horror films and gaming, basically single-handedly. Yeah. And so what? This was in in Night of the Living Dead. They were literally rising from the grave. Yes. Correct? Correct. Okay. Um, uh, Fun fact. Romero did not call the creatures in his film zombies originally because do you any of you know why you're like a horror movie guy you might know why. i would I, i've only ever seen night of the Living dead one time and i've never seen any of the rest i of saw them. it when i was very young. when i was first starting to get into like horror stuff mm-hmm. when i was young, young yeah okay. like 12 i found night of the living dead it was like on netflix back when netflix first started doing streaming and yeah. i only had it on my wii back when you could watch ong bak yeah. Um, man, I missed that movie. I'm going to have to look that shit up again. Anyway, um, so it's because he was inspired by the vampires in I Am Legend. He, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So he eventually called them zombies only because everyone kept calling them zombies. Interesting. Yeah. So where did everybody else get the concept of calling them zombies? Well, if you think about it. Because it goes back, I mean, I I assume it goes back to Pseudo-Magellan. Right. Where he kind of popularized the term. Mm -hmm. And and the film White Zombie. Mm -hmm. Because in that film, there there is the titular White Zombie, the Mm -hmm. woman who is zombified. But there are also other, like, zombified slaves as, like, extras and shit in Mm -hmm. the background. I have not seen the actual movie, but I have seen... You know, bits and pieces of it and such um, during my YouTube journey of the research phase. And I have to believe that the association comes from the way that those people were acting like zombies. The mindless, slow-moving, scary, like, horror movie zombie tropes of that came from the white zombie but the rotting the the craving of flesh the the swarming aspect the living dead that yeah the living dead aspect is romero like damn near by he i mean he wrote and directed the film him yeah it was small um and it was 1960 small which means it was tiny yeah (laughs) um so um if, uh, yeah so if you if you weren't aware the very basic plot of the film is <clears throat> a white woman named Barbara witnesses a zombie murder and goes catatonic a black man attempts to save her and others during a zombie outbreak on a farm does this sound familiar yet to anybody every zombie movie ever cool <laughs> he nearly succeeds but then he gets killed by the white men who come to investigate and help the next morning wow yeah. Okay, Romero kind of based. Based! <laughs> Fucking based. Um, Romero referenced news broadcast footage um, and footage of protesters being assaulted during pro- uh, uh, during protests of the time. Huh. In, In his the 60s, what were those about? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and cast a black man named Dwayne Jones, because say that shit with your chest. <laughs> this man is... Do, like, do you understand... 
how cool it was for me, a non-horror movie buff or fan, to learn that the goddamn original zombie movie's hero was a black man named Ben, played by a man named fucking Dwayne Jones. <laughs> you know how cool that That's is? That's a strong-ass name. That's yeah. strong. That's like... That's Skronk is what that is. That's oh, that that's his real name. That's not like a like that's a stage his government name. name Dwayne that's his Jones. government name, Dwayne Jones. Yes, nah, because that's like you name the coolest black guy in your movie. Exactly, Dwayne Jones. D- Dwayne Johnson had to put the rock in the middle of his shit. <laughs> I <know>. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was just really cool to like learn that like in the sixties though, in a in a Hollywood film, it was played in theaters. Like people went to it. Right. Um so yeah, so he was referencing that like news footage of the time in his shot composition. He cast Dwayne Jones as the lead, and Dwayne Jones is the only black actor in the film. At the end of the film, Ben is shot by the white sheriff and his actual posse because he is mistaken for a zombie. Uh, Romero denies having political motivation for his choices during the making of the of his movie. And you hear all fucking wax philosophical about this just a tiny bit. All art is political. Uh-huh. Zero exceptions. None. Yep. All art. You, by dint of being a human and having beliefs, you have political beliefs now. Yes. That, that's a political philosophy. And you, uh, yeah, you can't avoid that in art. You're is, putting yourself on yeah, to a, a medium. Exactly. There is always a bias. Yes. Always. And so. I don't know if you can tell mine uh, from the writing of this. But, no, um, I'll have to really analyze it later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried to hide it very. You, you did a great job because I can't see it at all. Yeah, yeah. It, there, there's always, 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 always in any story there are political droppings. Yep. Every time. It does not matter how hard you try not to, mm-hmm. because politics is attached to every aspect of daily life. Yeah. And I'll 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 even go so far as to say like let's assume let's assume it was possible right to make even just to make a, truly apolitical art. Yeah, even just a zombie movie that does not have any politics associated with it whatsoever. The the whole plot is just zombies attack, people fight back. Stuff happens. And so you've already failed just by having zombies in your plot. Ex- right. But but just assume there 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 are no political com- connotations to zombies. Like we used to think at the beginning of the script. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I never thought that. I'm going to let you know no, right now. No, for sure not. But you also grew up in the world that was built in horror based on the movie we just described. Yeah, exactly. Um but like, so just like, let's imagine he did not cast a black man, and for everybody, it was just good fun. The same shit happens in the movie, and for George Romero, it was just him going, "Man, it would be fucked up if you died at the end." It, it the people who see it, 
will ascribe a political motivation to it based on their own beliefs yeah. anyway. So you can't get away from it, <laughs> even if you say there is no political context to anything in the film inherently. You put elements together, that's politics, bitch. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Like, It is inherent in storytelling. Yeah. Like, and again, George Romero, he does, he says, you know, to reiterate, in 1968, George A. Romero cast one single black actor in his zombie flick as the lead and had that man depicted shooting white person-shaped zombies to save a farmhouse full of non-zombified white people, taking charge, like, you listen to me now type yeah. shit. Uh, and at the end, that same black man, who is the only survivor, by the way, is shot in the head by an actual movie sheriff and his actual movie posse. Romero denies having any significant political motivation for these choices. So here's here's the thing of it. Maybe when he wrote it, he did not have any racial political intentions yes. in the writing. He has always the... said that Dwayne had the best um, um, audition. Not, thank you. Aud yeah, audition, audition, and that's why he was cast. Which I, I mean, I've seen parts of his performance, and I gotta say. Top fucking notch. <laughs> so the same way that it is next to impossible for you to use your human brain to actively not create a pattern, to create something truly random, your brain pretty much cannot do that. Yeah, your brain is literally a pattern. It is the same type of impossible for you to write something that does not have your own political leanings in some part of it, even if you do not intend to. Mm -hmm. This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com slash unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. Some of the political events in the years leading up to the release of the film were the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Yep. Um, 14 years previous to that, or to the to the release of the film, um, the what was it like Brown v. Board of Education mm. happened? Desegregation mm -hmm. in schools. Yeah. Right. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, Loving, Vir uh, Loving v. Virginia was in 1967, and that was what – oh, Civil Rights Act was what – uh, work discrimination. Can't get discriminated against for um, sex, race, religion, shit like that. Yeah. Disability. Um, Loving v. Virginia was in 1967, and that was the one that made it possible for me to even exist with two parents who are married. Yep. Uh, interracial marriage is what that one is. Um, also in 1967 – Star Trek Kiss. Oh, yeah. The interracial oh. Star Trek Kiss. First one on TV, baby. Um, also, William Shatner, based for that. <laughs> Truly. I don't give a fuck. Him and what was her name? Uh, Michelle Nichols. Thank you. Um, Leave it to Dawn. I mean, yeah. 
He's our resident dad. He'll know. <laughs> um, I will smack you with my dick if you say that again. That's daddy actions, not dad actions. <laughs> <laughs> so some, some might even argue that that's zaddy actions. Okay, I, I got to ask. What is a zaddy? It's just a fun way to say daddy. <laughs> it's, it's like sexier. Okay. It's just, it's like, it's, oh, daddy, or, ooh zaddy. Like, it's it's just one step da- more up, down, yeah. whatever the way sexy is. Which, whichever way is sexier to whatever you. Whatever direction, direction is sexy, yeah. it's that one. It's northeast for me. <laughs> Mine is southwest, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but tomorrow, it might be west-northeast, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> to e- east, east-northwest? Yeah, sure. South? Uh-huh. South, north, north. North, south, north. north. The, the <laughs> south, I don't know. North. South, nest. West. Um, <laughs> we got to stop. We'll do it yeah, all day. For our, forever. <laughs> um, 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 and 1967 also happened to be the year that Romero was filming Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and while he can't have predicted it, or maybe he could have if you believe in psychics, uh, MLK was shot on April 4th. 1968, six months before the film's release, October 1st, wow. 1968, uh, G- George A. Romero did not, you fucking, you get it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm actually surprised that it's still released with that having happened right before. I'm actually less surprised. Well, so, because you see a lot of stuff now where when a major political event like that happens, if there's a movie or a TV show that has just recently released that has something resembling that or is about to release, they will either pull it if it's already in circulation and change it, or they will change it before release. Well, I think... And that goes all the way back to the 60s. Oh, yeah. I think that this was sort of an exception that proves the rule. Mm-hmm. In that, like, hours after he, he was found dead, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was like a white guy in politics made a speech that is one of the most famous civil rights speeches of all time, talking about the assassination of Martin Luther King and how we have to do better as a nation. And I think that attitude... <laughs> Sorry, there's a cat. Um... <laughs> That attitude is what I think made it possible for this movie to exist that way then. Yeah. Because, you know, the nation was on that, like, I gotta, we have to do better. We have to, like, start <laughs> thinking about shit like this, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's what I, I kind of think that is why... Uh, the movie was able to release with such a politically charged ending, barely subtext ending. And I mean, not even just the ending, like just the very fact of casting a black man, like uh, in the original uh, script, it's uh, uh, Ben, the character Ben was described as uh, like a white trucker, right? Rough and tumble kind of guy. Dwayne Jones was the man who said, no, he, I want his manner of speech to be more respectable. I want to look presentable. So he looks like, I mean, he is just as well-dressed as the people in the film, the other white people in the film. Right. If not better than a couple of them, in my opinion. Nice. But, um, 
yeah, he he was the one that was concerned about. I want to no, I want to represent a respectable, dignified person in this situation. You know, I don't want. You know what I mean? Like as you would have had to be if you wanted to be a black actor in the '60s, and you wanted to be yeah. a, like a lead. Like you're you're confident enough to go audition for and yeah horror movies are smaller so it's more likely to get in or whatever but like in the 60s though yeah like imagining the 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 auditions had to be happening in 66 or early 67 and george romero letting him have control of the character like that in yeah the way he's portrayed yup unfathomably based um unfathomably like uh, for, uh, by all accounts, also George Romero is like uh, like a lot of horror. I'm not gonna say like all, but like a many horror movie, like wh- horror people, They're like super nice. Apparently, yeah, yeah. really cool. Uh, just by all accounts, I was looking at pictures of him. I want to give him a hug. Oh, he looks like a cool like granddad. He or died something. in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Now he he did eventually admit that he may have unconsciously. Included certain themes in his movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. He may have unconsciously included certain themes in the movie. Um, but whether or not he was aware of what he was doing, he did it. And it changed the landscape of the genre forever. Um, if you have played a zombie game or seen a zombie film, um, um, you know the classic Romero zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, famous enough to have its own categorization. Uh, like, he invented fucking rotting, the the fucking rotting living dead. Right. Um, like, so, like, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead are three movies I have not seen. Um, I Like, I've seen parts of Night of the Living Dead now, but um, I have heard mentioned... Every time anyone says the word zombie and movie together in that order in the last few decades. Yeah. Um, and he is the father of zombie media in America. So, yeah, he, he's the reason uh, to the point. He is the reason that we have crazy zombie doctors. Yeah. Like people, the, the dudes who like experiment like, oh, but it could be the secret to eternal life type shit. Yeah. yeah. That motherfucker is a Romero character. Um, why sometimes zombies have the ability to like think and problem solve. That's from Dawn of the Dead. Um, that movie has a zombie named like Bob or Bub or whatever, Bud, something like that. Um, who the scientist is like studying zombies and he's like dissecting some and whatnot. But this one, he's like, this one can like think and he remembers parts of his life. And, like, there's a part of the film that I saw clips of where the zombie, dude, he fucking shoots, he shoots up the place. The zombie does. Um, so, yeah, so, like, that's, he's, J- Romero is the reason zombie media can exist in the way that it does today. Yeah. Uh, is, is basically the point. Um, uh, he, he's the reason we associate zombies with creepy labs. Um, so, I guess... What I'm trying to say is we have Romero to thank for warm bodies, the zombie flick about uh, how love can cure zombification, but we also can thank him for the Umbrella Corpse T-Virus, the Rage Virus from 28 Days Later, uh, and that one game where a guy named Frank is a photographer, damn it. (laughs) Um, 
Which I've I, covered wars, you know. I've covered wars, you know. <laughs> um, so now we're at the present where I'm currently playing a game. Well, also Josh is now playing this game, too, that could be described as um, Zombie Ninja attempts to save Patient Zero with Batman tools on his arm. <laughs> and thus, part three emerges. Um, where, wherein we basically just talk about how uh, cool shit we like with zombies in it. Um, so we've made it through a summarized history of how our modern interpretation of zombies came from Haitian slaves and their experience a few hundred years ago, and how George A. Romero basically invented your idea of what a zombie even fucking is. Um, we talked about the first zombie depicted in film, uh, and how wild it was that it was necessary to call it white zombie. Yeah. Like, they had to point out, I think I might have skipped a paragraph, but they they called it white zombie because the word zombie, voodoo, and all of its associations were so intrinsically black at a time where that shit ain't gonna fly. Yeah. They, like, Bella Lugosi played the witch doctor in that movie. There is not black. There aren't black people. There's one black dude in that movie, and he's the character that's like that's a z-. he's the guy the the magical black character that knows things. Uh huh. That's the zombie. It's a zombie. I tell you that guy. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if he lives or not, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so like the fucking poster of the movie says, with his white zombie eyes, he sought her. And with these white zombie hands, he, whatever, trapped her forever or some shit like that. Sure. Uh, Like, they had to make it, like, this isn't just a regular zombie, you guys. This is a cool white zombie. She's pretty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people have always wanted to fuck zombies. Yeah. Anything paranormal. They've always wanted to fuck them. Um, I I just got to jump in with my daddiness. Uh, White zombie, the movie, is the basis for the name of Rob Zombie's first band. Zombie. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I meant to mention that as well. Um, like, yeah, we we have Rob Zombie because of of, of ha- ha- slavery. <laughs> you understand? Oh, well. Okay, I get that, but that makes Rob Zombie sound bad. Mm, no, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm pretty, I don't know a whole lot about Rob Zombie, but it, I... I'm pretty sure we think he's an ally. Oh yeah, that guy's pretty yeah, dude, pretty dope. He he wrote the lyrics to, uh, Dragula. Dragula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without using the word bitch. Mm-hmm. He used every word that rhymes <laughs> and ends in itch, mm-hmm. and did not use the word bitch. I use the word bitch. I do too, but like not to not refer to women. Women, you know, but like. Yeah, that's I I I, I have using it. started. I'm too for... southern and too black yeah. and too ghetto to not say it. Unfortunately, I have for a long time. It's a bitch is just uh, uh, it's just a bitch. Like I don't, like uh, what, a what do I say? When, guy. Like when, when when I can't think of a thing, <laughs> when I can't think of a thing, and I'm like What's trying to bitch? think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, and then. You tell me what it is. I say that's the bitch. That's the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's the one. That's the bitch. Uh huh. That like that it, it, like for me a bitch is just like a shitty little guy. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a shitty little guy. Like a shitty guy. I don't know. It's if if I can't like if I lose my vape, I'm like, where did this bitch go? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a shitty little guy, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> or like if your controller does a fucky and you're like, fucking bitch. Like, this bitch, yeah. This bitch, yeah, yeah. A, a bitch, just a thing. My but controller's like, being a bitch. Yeah. I understand why that might not be great, but we do our best. Anyway. It's, it's taking the gun and pointing it in a different direction, uh, yeah. giving it a completely different yeah. association. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to say... Honestly, I'm just trying not to say fuck so much. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to drop it out a little I'm bit, like, too. I'm yeah. just trying. I'm, like, too old. I don't know. Not really, but, like, I do love it. It's very chunky. How did it's, we get here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is a meaty word. Um, yeah, Rob Zombie also fought the ESRB ratings and shit. Like, yeah, uh, that's right. Parental it, parental advisory stickers and shit like that. But, um, well, because the print... Mm. I'm I'm gonna rattle off all the information I know about the parental advisory stickers if we're not careful. You know, I've well, done an episode on that. That's right. Yeah, that's we right. did. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, ended, yeah, yeah. I forgot that we have. They ended up flipping, and it's every artist wanted to have an explicit song so that they yeah. would get the parental advisory <laughs> yeah. sticker. Yeah, because it made their record sell better. Uh huh. Um. So we we talked about the. First zombie depicted in film, how wild it was, it wasn't necessarily blah, blah, blah. Uh, now we get to have some fun. Now we get to talk about how wild it is that people would rather prepare for the zombie apocalypse than wear a mask or get shot <laughs> or, or get a shot. Uh, or how weird it is that even the very first movie depiction of a zombie was about literally enslaving a woman because she's pretty and white, as, as the movie keeps reminding us. Um, or how cool it is that zombies are so many different things now. And isn't that weird? You know, <laughs> fun. Um, I've literally put a space here that just says space for fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like literally you mentioned this last night, like it is kind of wild that people would like the CDC has a zombie crash the fucking internet when they, yeah. when they, when they released their zombie preparedness and their reason for releasing it was because they said if you are prepared for a zombie apocalypse, you're prepared for a hurricane, an earthquake, or an outbreak. Yeah. And, I mean... You've covered your bases. If you're worried about zombies, you're there. You did it? Like... I mean, there is a virus that humans can get that can cause... Well, basically the rage virus from 28 days later. Rabies. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for rabies to... We know, living through this godforsaken pandemic, that viruses mutate at the drop of a fucking hat. So All it takes is for one rabies virus to mutate enough to where it does the whole drive you psycho thing and doesn't kill you instantly. Yeah. And then... So, my favorite modernized interpretation that turns zombies back to being something that's quote-unquote realistic because so we had originally as of romero rising from the grave literally the grave and but that's fantasy yeah that's pure fantasy Mm -hmm. how do we make this scarier we make it more realistic so what is it now now it's a virus yes now it's a virus that makes you a zombie Mm -hmm. Mm, but then or a fungus yeah. Uh, wait. Okay. Okay. Then, okay. 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 Let them cook. Now, now we've had this for too long, and people are wisened up to the fact that no, yeah. without a serious, crazy 
mutation mm -hmm. to a virus. No, it would have to be like the main purpose of the virus with a side effect of of something else. A, a virus isn't going to make you a zombie like we right. know. And so then we have The Last of Us, which takes it that one step further where it's like, okay, people are desensitized to the idea of some kind of airborne illness or something that turns you into a zombie. What could make it even scarier? Mm -hmm. We make it more realistic again. So what do we do? We take something that exists in the insect world, a fungus that can in fact act as a parasite and take over a host without fully killing it yeah. and take control of it. And they even, I don't, so I didn't play the game, mind you. I, I watched, played Last of Us Part Two most of the way through. I watched the series, which was incredible. Haven't seen it, and but it, I o do, it opens yeah. up with a panel where there's some scientists talking, and they're talking about this exact thing that mm -hmm. we're talking about right now. Is like, what, a, what about a zombie virus? Mm -hmm. And they're all debunking it. No, it's not possible. And then one of them mentions cordyceps. Yep. Which is and the real name of the actual virus that takes over ants in, like, the Amazon, I think. Yeah, it's, it's not a virus. It's a, it's a it's fungus. A fungus. Yeah. And one of the other scientists says, well, yeah, but uh, the human body is uh, either too hot or not hot enough to host cordyceps. Mm -hmm. And then the scientist who brought it up in the first place says unless something were to make that virus adapt to hotter climates. Yeah. Something like global warming. Yeah. And boom, you have now made it realistic again. You have made it believable. There are versions of the f cordyceps fungus in real life that can infect humans. It doesn't do like ants do. It's like, it doesn't even really make you sick. It's just like, it's a fungal infection. It's just a yeah, it's just a fungal infection. And it's, you know, you take a salve, you're fine. But there's, I mean, they've been talking about it now in the permafrost up in the Arctic. Yeah. There's shit in there. We Permafrost is such a good metal band name. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. There was, I always wanted, we had that dream of being in a band. There's a Pink Floyd song that's simply called, it's an instrumental, but it's called Terminal Frost. Damn, son. Damn, son. And I wanted, I always wanted to name my band Terminal Frost. But anyways, nice. you know, there's all these viruses and funguses and bacteria in the permafrost that's frozen that is starting to thaw out now. We're not prepared for that shit. We don't know what it's going to no, do. We have no idea. It's prehistoric. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the fuck? We might be. They keep calling it a zombie virus. I don't know if it's actually a zombie virus, but. No. The closest thing we have to a zombie virus here is bath salts and meth. Yeah. <laughs> but. That's mixed with a little bit of, uh, what was it, cro crocodile? So, yeah. The one, that, the one that basically when you inject it gives you leprosy. Uh, what? what? Yeah, yeah, it makes your fucking skin rot. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's it's like weird Russian branded heroin or something. No. The yeah, like Russian black market heroin that's what made that? with way worse Is shit. black market, is heroin not already on the black market? Well, but like, you know, great value brand heroin. Oh my, got it. <laughs> Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's not even great value brand. It ain't even it's, the Johnson and Johnson brand. It's just like it's, it's just got the logo like the the dollar. It tree. just says heroin on the tin. Yeah, but like the spelled. vodka that just says vodka on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that shit'll kill you. But um, so it's it's yeah cool to 
have talked about the real life origins and then what we know today as a zombie mm-hmm. and then the the way that we have further made it real since then to keep yeah. the to keep the fear of the medium up. Yeah, I that's like I that's one of my favorite things about humans and as a species mm-hmm. is we uh we are very creative when we have an idea that we really like. Yeah. Um I I want to take it in a slightly different direction. I really like how the fantasy world has taken zombies and sort of kind of reintroduced part of that original mythology back into it of that mindless slave stuff Mm -hmm. because like necromancers use zombies and skeletons yeah like automatons they just they still rot and are crave brains but like Uh you know what i mean like wizards and shit will use a zombie so i just think it's interesting that in fantasy settings the, the the direction they went was yeah, it's scary if you get turned into a zombie, but wouldn't it be way scarier if a dude was controlling that zombie? Uh-huh. And, like, they just somehow wound up back at slaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, not to get too political. Really bring it full circle. But, like, really, though, it is, like, like fucking the T-virus, the rage virus, both of those were, like, how to create a super soldier who is, like, really strong, Kind of aggressive, but also easy to control. Yeah. You know? Fucking the Green Goblin. Captain America. Uh Uh-huh. All of these things are not zombies, but fucking adjacent to that. Yeah, super soldier serums, they come from that same kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. Although, granted, I think the the concept of a super soldier serum existed before... uh, that has, George Romero zombie. Yeah, the Super Soldier Serum comes more from like um, World War II, it, even farther back. Like um, Native Americans and indigenous peoples around the globe would oh, have like sure. yeah, caffeine yeah, yeah. and coca and shit like that that uh, they would there put was into the, medicine balls and stuff. The berserker mushrooms, yeah, uh, for Vikings, yeah. yeah, yeah. Medicinally enhanced soldiering has always been a thing. Oh yeah, fighting even just that like. Um, but yeah, like it's, I just think it's really interesting that, that it all, it all still orbits that same point of like, Mm -hmm. it's a dehumanization thing yeah, at its core, but then also like specifically weirdly a slavery thing because, well, it's, it's crazy how far it's become detached from that, but it's like, it's like a, a star that's elliptical orbiting like a sun it's right yeah or uh, uh, like a, a planet orbiting a star or whatever yeah where it just keeps coming just back like to spiraling it. It, it, out it'll, and it'll coming pass back. it yeah yeah like like uh what's the one is it pluto or or oh fuck which one is the one in our solar system that like changes places with each other occasionally <laughs> Neptune and Uranus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, yeah. yeah like where, Neptune will like woo swing way fucking far out. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I think it's interesting because, like, the myth of zombies and slavery, like Haitian slavery, was because like the slave drivers were a lot of times also slaves. Yeah, and so they were using the 
threat of becoming a permanent forever zombie slave to your slave master as don't like as a suicide prevention tool you know it was like you know try to run in all those consequences or whatever but like if you know we're on a basically a small island there's nowhere you can run to so the only option if you really got to get out is basically to kill yourself so how do we prevent more people from doing that how do we prevent that from catching on and just depriving france of slaves we tell them if you do that they'll just make us raise you as zombies and you'll be here forever you know so i just think it's really interesting that the f- the f- two th- like the dehumanization and the fear are so core to it no matter what version of zombie you're talking about mm-hmm. um and i did not get into like asian zombies that's a whole different thing they're called like Ki- kingon or Ki- kigon or something like that kingon sure. Something like that. They're like because well, raising the dead in mm-hmm. general is gonna be a concept that comes up in every culture, regardless of whether they have yeah. the ability to communicate it to each other. Exactly. And I wanted to talk about the Halloween zombies, not necessarily cultural the culture of raising the dead through sure. history. Yeah. Um, that'll be a whole different episode. I'm, maybe. I'm sure there's a ton to get into throughout, oh, yeah. like worldwide ideas mm-hmm. of zombies, yeah. especially in old, old, because they old... they come from different places too. Yeah, like the American, specifically the Western zombie, is like intrinsically linked with the Western experience of slavery, and like which I, I knew to a certain extent. Yeah, uh, but I I didn't know it to this extent. Yeah, I didn't either. Like, I did not know that it was that tightly linked. Right. Like, literally directly. We talked about this uh, before you started working on the script. Mm -hmm. I... All I really knew about, like, the origins of zombies was that they traced back to what we now call voodoo. And that there was that inherently black aspect of the origins of zombies. Like, to the point where the term black magic... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes from voodoo. Yeah. Like, because it's the magic that black people do. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the connotations of that being insane. But, like, literally, black magic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I I think before... There was a point in time, like, during the Salem witch trials and stuff, where you had... Everybody believed in magic. Magic was real to them. Mm-hmm. But what you had was they didn't call it black magic. You had uh, right-hand path magic, which was prayer. It was godly, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you had left-hand path magic. Mm-hmm. Divine and, or arcane magics. Yes, exactly. And that was the stuff that was witchcraft. Yeah. It was of the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like a, an, another a fucking another thing I wanted to mention before we're done is like the fact that the two branches of zombie look the same now, like the fantasy branch and the movie techno branch of zombie, they look the same. They have the same traits, but they originally were a creation of magic mm-hmm. and they stayed that way in, in the fantasy genre because of course it's fantasy. So it has to. But then in movies and games and TV, it became science because 
what's that quote that we all love so much? Any sufficiently advanced science is equivalent to magic. It's indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, sure. Which is largely true. It, yeah, Because if, if you don't know how your phone works, it's magic. that shit's magic. That shit's magic. I don't care. I, I mean, I vaguely understand it, but it's so still... Arthur C. Clarke, I believe. So, yeah, sure. I don't know. But As I, 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 I do love that quote because yeah. it was like for the longest time, you know, I, I would use a smartphone all day, every day and never give a moment of thought to how is it, how doing this? it actually works. Yeah. I, I know there's a bunch of metal and stuff inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of that something, really something does. Signals. Exactly. It's a hand wave. Yeah. A literal hand wave. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like you just did it without even uh-huh. thinking about it. You just wave, waved it away. Something, yep. something signals. Just get out of here. Exactly. But. And, you know, I started looking into it a lot more and I started to understand some of the science behind computing mm-hmm. and how it all works, what a motherboard actually does. And Yeah, all. it basically counts real fucking fast and translates that to you. Yeah. What... What? That's magic. I don't care. Right. And like understanding, I don't even want to use the word understanding code. I, understanding the concept of what coding does. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing code being written to tell My the computer how to operate. My dad is an actual wizard. Right. He uses arcane text yeah. to make <laughs> the world, our technology, do shit. Yeah. Like, he's a technomancer actually. Right. Anybody who can code, that's wizardry. Yeah. And that that's what that's what I love about that quote, right? Because I heard it for the first time. Music even. Same shit, same yeah. concept. It's I heard that quote for the first time when I was young, and it it made me understand at a young age that science is magic. Yeah. Magic exists. Yes. And it's it's science, it's, it's, it's math. It's not pointy hats brewing cauldrons. It's the it's ability engineers. to make you think of a giraffe when I say the word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's not, I can't make you fall in love. You bastard. You have no idea that I'm as fucking afraid of giraffes, do you? I'm sorry. I could have made you think of a spider. Spiders are cute. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen no, Lucas the Spider? Huh? Who? You ever seen Lucas the Spider? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, he's cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just, it, I don't know. It's just a, a really interesting topic to dive into because learn like, man, people say people, black people say like history came from us, like a lot of it, most of it, and they're right. But way more than you even think sometimes. Yeah. Like, I would say probably 65%, 70% of American culture is black culture. Because we're cool as shit. Sorry. Deal with it, noob. Well, think about about the 20s. Think, make yeah. make a soundtrack. Jazz. Make a soundtrack for the twenties. Yes, mm-hmm. you just thought of jazz. That's black and ragtime. The blues. The blues. <laughs> the blues. Yes, the twenties probably the most iconic time period in American history has black culture all over it, all over it. All of the most important things that make. 
people think black of the 20s as cool. Black people invented country music and white people stole it so hard that black people can barely make it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. <coughs> like, I don't know. It's like, all, all of it. Pop culture right now is fucking black. Yeah. Oh, incredibly so. But anyway. And people act like it's, uh, racist people act like it's some kind of new thing. Yeah. And it's it's not. Not at all. Not even close. And you know what? There I wouldn't even have a pro- I wouldn't even have brought it up if we were acknowledging that as a society as a society and yeah. giving black people equitable treatment under the law. I did say equitable. Mhm. Like equality is good, but it only takes you so far. Yeah. You know. So anyway, uh, you know, and I just to remind people how this actually isn't a tangent and it's related. We're talking about one of the most prevalent horror concepts in the world, zombies. Yeah. And how they stem from very old like black us, culture. Zombies came from Africa. Yeah. I mean literally. I Mic drop. I've been Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter episode. Um, and I demand... <laughs> is it not shorter? This is longer than most of our Is episodes. it really? It's almost an hour and a half. Holy shit. Now, granted, there's a lot of like blank space oh, sure. to cut well, out. But... Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this probably shorter episode. <laughs> um, and I demand that you tell me with ratings on your preferred listening app that you enjoyed us. Uh, go follow us on Podbean. It's free, and it helps us a lot. Yes. If you can, support us on Patreon. If you can't, join our Discord server. It's public. It's free now. Yeah. Um, be nice to your waitstaff. Fuck off now. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 <laughs> be good to yourselves. Be good. Uh, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Shut plant moms. And... <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>